0: I'm Kaylin. And I'm Heather. And this is We Need Closure. We need closure. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing.
1: I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? do you remember a while back when I said in terms of um, in regards to my home and moving and renovations that I felt like there was light in the tunnel we were out out of the trenches yes okay well um, I'm also experiencing, um, being a landlord for the first time. So we have a garage apartment fantastic that we rent out. Amazing. Could not be the sweetest, sweetest girl, like oh. fresh out of college, oh. baby, just Blessa. so sweet. And she's been incredibly patient because, um, from the moment she moved in, there has also been people up in her space, <laughs> hanging lights, you know, installing fridges. I mean, just And she's been so patient. You almost
0: need someone her age to be in that situation because she's probably just like grateful for like a roof over her head, which like, not that we would treat her any differently, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh no, thank you for being patient. Oh yeah. Cause you have to, yeah. but thank you.
1: I I'm like, I have you trapped up here? Like you've already paid. <laughs> so Things I thought we would kind of, I thought everything was great. We had everything like installed. And I really thought finally, cause I'd have, I've been stressing about it because I'm like, I just felt awful. I'm like, this is somebody that yeah, like, you're
0: responsible. Yeah. And yeah. she's
1: paying to live there. And it's like, she can't even take a shower. Oof. She can't. So I finally thought we were fine, and um, I get this text at like 9.20 the other day, and she's like, I'm so sorry, and I'm like, that's all it said, Uh-oh. and then Nine, I can see- 9.20 say the, p.m. And then the three dots, I'm like, okay. Oh, no. Um and to backtrack a little bit, the disposal had not been hooked up the right way. So she knew not to like put food down the disposal and act like- her. Disp- So she said, as the sweet as can be, she's like, I made pasta with red sauce, no meat. So nothing that I had to actually wash down the drain, but red sauce. And I washed my pots and pans very well. And then I went and took a shower. Oh and while I'm taking a shower- Basically, marinara started coming out of the bottom of the tub. Oh like a red rum situation. Like, like the shining. Like the shining or like, mama mia, pasta in the shower. Oh I am mortified. I mean, I look over at Dusty and I'm like, <laughs> I have never been more embarrassed in my life. And she thinks she did something wrong. I'm like, no. You know, so Dusty's like, the drain got clogged. We'll fix it all. So he fixed that. And then she went away for the weekend to something, and I did not know that the electrician had shut the power off on the garage because he's working on the lights. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how long has the fridge been out? And he's like, oh, since yesterday. I'm like, well, all of her stuff in the fridge (gasps) has gone bad. Oh, no. And I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, she's not even in town. We're going to have to come back. She's going to come back and be like, oh, by By the the way, way everything you – Like she made her first little trip to the store to buy her first little groceries for her first little apartment. It's all going to be bad. With her marinara shower. Yes. P.S. There was still marinara in the bathtub when I went, look, so I, um, which by the way, to future tenants, it's been fixed. Okay. (laughs) The problem has been fixed. Um, I'm like, Dusty's like, he's like, listen, Dusty's so calm and and collected. And he's like, listen, our only option is like, we, you know, we're going to have to replace what she had in there. I happened to take a peek. Oh, man. And there was like 87 Diet Cokes, and I didn't (laughs) even see anything else because all I could see first was like a legit Thanksgiving honey-baked ham. (laughs) Like a $78 ham. I didn't even have the chance to look at the brand. Like, I'm praying it's not like some- Why? Because there are some people that like get this ham from East Texas, and it's like their (gasps) family. I just hope it's something we can replace is my point. Oh, Dear
0: Lord. And I don't
1: know. So I'm just again mortified. I'm like, maybe we aren't meant to be landlords. Maybe this is just where our friends stay when they come because you
0: are kicking it. I mean, you this landlord journey is starting strong So I get to go
1: to Honeybake Ham, <laughs> I hope, and replace the full-on ham that will feed 18 s- people
0: i have so many questions i do too i have so many questions and i feel so bad for you i feel so bad for her I mean, it's also the stories that like i feel like i've got these stories from when i moved into you know my first yes. back house apartment honestly i th- those could go on for days to be completely honest with you that's another episode so i never
1: lived in a garage apartment you situation. did not no so
0: you've never lived is basically yeah. what you're saying yeah
1: <laughs> because it is an experience well she's gonna say the same thing <laughs> one day she's gonna have a podcast and she's gonna say. This one time I lived in this family's, you know
0: Treehouse. tree
1: house. Treehouse and had it had no running shower. water. Uh no, it's gonna be all fine, but we bless everyone. I wish the electrician would have given me a well, heads yeah. up on
0: that. Thanks, Trade. I appreciate you. Uh-huh. You're a great one. Well, holy crap, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm not gonna lie to you, like it makes good fodder for it us. Does. So I'm not mad about it. Yeah. But just as you were saying all of this, I had this thought and now I have to ask you a question. Do you feel with our lives the way they are, meaning we are real estate agents, we have a lot going on. I mean, you're a landlord. Sometimes you guys have flip, sometimes you have flip houses. I mean, obviously I always have projects going on. Do you ever think that our lives are more dramatic than other people's? And I have to ask you this because there are days that I come home from my, our job, what you and I both do, and I go out into the cul-de-sac of our neighborhood and, and there's the other parents there and we're all chatting and I'm full blown like, hey, how's everybody day, de- everyone's day? And they look at me like, it was fine. There's yeah. no big deal. And they're like, how was yours? I'm like, you, you wouldn't believe what happened to me today. And it's the most outrageous things that go on. It is drama, drama, baby mama. Do you think our lives are I mean, have you met
1: me? (laughs) Every single, every weird thing that can happen, happens to me. Every awkward situation you could possibly be in happens to me. (laughs) Like, and yes, we- I think it's so funny when my parents come to visit us because we. I grew up in sort of I would say a no, like more of the your neighbor type. Like right. my, parents, my dad went to work and I went to school and we we had Came a dog had and, loaf. Yeah. and we lived in the same house for right. It is chaos. <laughs> my kids literally don't know where they live at times. <laughs> my son will say, "Which house? Which house are we sleeping in? Which house are <gasps> like?" I mean, and there's soccer, and crime. Yeah. there's our job. Yeah, there's yes. our, our jobs are insane. We're both in real estate or both in like, you know, renovations and, yes. and it's, in, yes. And then uh, I, sometimes I'm so glad you asked this because there are times and it probably happens like five times a year where Dusty and I will look over at each other and we're like, do you know? Because <laughs> it, it blows our minds. He's like, there are people out there and we know, we know somebody, there are people out there our age. That do not have children, what? Do not have pets, what? And of just they live in a in a house. They're and, living
0: their best life.
1: And I'm like, what are they doing right now?
0: No, literally, what like, are they doing right now?
1: Are they just get home and they like cook a nice dinner together? Yeah, it's and like Todd watch and Margo from
0: National Lampoon's yes. Christmas Vacation. Yes. Absolutely, to which I admire them.
1: Which I want their life. Oh, like <laughs> the moment I wake up to the moment I I go to sleep, it's just chaos and it's yeah, it's drama. It's thank you. This awful. is how I feel. I i th- thought me of- saying the wrong things. <laughs> it's me. I'm
0: falling through houses. You're yes. breaking into houses. Yes.
1: I, it's like, I, I literally have had
0: this thought for so long that, cause every time, I mean, I'm talking about five o'clock on the dot or whatever, whatever time we all get home and we're chatting with anyone, everyone's like, how are you doing? I'm like, you're not going to yeah. believe what happened to me today. And I laugh because obviously I always say this about myself. I'm not dramatic, but I'm dramatic for effect. Yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to, blow up something that doesn't need to be blown up. And like, th- that doesn't matter to me. But if I have a story, it's coming out as if I am trying yeah. to win a golden globe, like, or I'm mean an Oscar, you know, yes. it's, and I don't know another way to tell a story yes. personally. So it does come off probably more dramatic, but I'm also like, isn't that more fun? It's
1: more fun. And I think like I have sto- like story, like marinara story, that stuff happens hourly. So like, there's so much that does happen. Like. I was trying to think about the other day, something really weird happened and, and that like, no just happened all the this. time. Yes. Like yes. every day. So but, I sometimes I just don't even tell. I'm like, that's fine. Like, but meanwhile Yes. Just text me. Yeah. Because
0: the rest of the people out there need this in their lives. The, the people with no kids, no pets, and are not real estate agents. No, they, they need just this. have the
1: same accounting job for <laughs> nine years. and they like They have a great work-life balance. You know, like they probably have savings and 401k. Like, I know. I'm like, I don't know.
0: I'm so glad you feel the same way because it couldn't, I I I don't care if I'm blowing it out of proportion. It is dramatic and it's our lives. Yeah. And here we are. Well, moving on, you and I have a confession to make to the listener. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is something that's never happened to us before. And we're okay with it. Yes. A year into this podcast, which congrats, sis. Yes. Yay. Happy happy birthday to We Need yes. Closure. A year into this podcast, we finally, we had a concept and a topic we wanted to discuss. We sat down to record it. We went over everything. We've completed the recording, Heather. Mm-hmm. And we both sat on it for a week and said, we need to it, do it. We got to <laughs> yeah. do it over. Do you want to tell the listener what that topic is?
1: Yeah, the topic is um, our first year in real estate, which I think over the course of the year, we have touched on it in different forms, but we really wanted to kind of devote uh, a little more time to what our years looked like. (laughs) And I think a couple of things happened while we were recording. Number one, I was a spaz. (laughs) I was all over the place, not making sense at all. And number two, we had no idea how dramatically different yes. our first years were. Yes. And I think as I'm telling my stories, you're looking at me like wide-eyed like, what the? Oh, I was Tweety Bird. My eyes were so big. And I was like, so, you did what? I know. And so, I, I don't know. I felt like we now that we know that we can approach it a little differently. So it's the listener is not like, what is happening? <laughs> Why am I on this acid yes. trip with these yes. two Yes, yes. <laughs> So now that we know we had very different first years, you know, in different ways, we can have a little better format to this. Situation. I agree. I agree. And I can let you talk a little bit more versus me like Ooh. No, I think
0: that's what we both discovered was that like, and we're gonna talk about this, but I had what I would consider maybe like a traditional or yeah, you know, normal kind of first year. And of course things come up and you have weird deals and you hope things, you know, you hope for yeah. the best. And yours literally looked so dramatically different.
1: And it's completely different than how it looks now. Exactly. (laughs)
0: Which we are also going to talk about. I think it's important to note what year each of us started in this circus, Mm -hmm. which for me was 2015. And what year did you start? 2011. Just for fun, we wanted to kind of like picture this, like we're taking you back. Mm -hmm. So in 2015... I was um, still working full time. I was in school and I was getting my license. And from a pulp culture standpoint, pop culture standpoint, um, I, I wanted to just see what the hell was going on. So we had Adele; that her song "Hello" was like top of the charts, oh. and "Uptown Funk." was mm-hmm. top of the charts and I started to be like is that bad that I still like occasionally listen to yeah. these songs because this was a long time ago um and the number one movies were Star Wars and Jurassic World which probably explains why I got my license because I certainly wasn't going to the movies neither yeah. of those interest no. me at all what was happening in 2011 like in your world and then in 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 the world
1: yeah so in my world 2011 I was still working um a full-time job in marketing or health group healthcare group Um, I was pregnant with my first child. Oh, my
0: God. Like, that's not enough going on. She's thinking. She's She's doing 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 math. math.
1: Okay. Doing math, doing math. (laughs) I was pregnant. Um, We lived in our first house that we renovated, and I used Joey-type quotes. No, I shouldn't use Joey, because that means... um, And by renovated, we had just painted everything brown. Perfect. Um, And we also were about to buy another house oh my it was, god it was it was the it was the starting point to this hey we're going to move every two years and renovate
0: yes and we're and what I love about this is this
1: is and the, we had a puppy
0: oh good so, this is the only similarity I would say about our first year in real estate which that w- which was that we were both clearly psychos yeah. and we're like you know what let's take on one more thing Because we were both working full time, Mm -hmm. which I do want to talk about kind of the difficulties involved with that. Yeah. um, Because it, I think it really shaped how both of us kicked off this career and I'm not advocating for it. Like I'm not recommending it at all. Basically, like I was saying, so I kind of had two of the things already going on and then I added this to it again, you with the pregnancy and the house and the things I'm like in awe of you right now. Um, But basically when, when I decided to go into this, I think it's like how a lot of people do, which was, I'm going to dip my toe. I'm going to still have my safety net. And then I'll eventually let go of that safety net. Well, you and I talked about this off air. Real estate is actually so not consistent that you find yourself hanging out of that safety net longer than you originally anticipated, Mm -hmm. which actually creates this, very bipolar effect in your career of like, I can't really focus on one thing wholeheartedly. So I'm just going to kind of do the best I can. And it just, you feel nuts. You Mm -hmm. feel crazy. And when I look back at that first year, I don't necessarily feel crazy, but I do look at how, what limited me. And I think one of the biggest things that limited me was the fact that I had to stay close to home, if you will. I actually, I had to stay close to the office. Like mm-hmm. if I was showing a house on my lunch break or after work, I wasn't driving up to Plano, right? Mm-hmm. And if I was, I quickly realized that's not something I could even, was feasible. So when we talk about, you and I are going to talk a little bit about like what types of houses we were showing and to whom and all that. When I look back at that first year, it was definitely the same, like it was a circle around my, my home at that time and my work. And that was like, The best I could do. I'll Mm -hmm. get into the rest of it in a little bit, but. What do you think? I mean, you also had a full-time job. Yeah. Like, how did you feel?
1: I think the hardest part for me was that I I couldn't let people know I was a realtor. Exactly. And that's hard. Like, how how are you supposed to... I felt like for the first year, I had to kind of keep it as a secret. Because I still had my job and I needed my job for a lot of reasons I won't go into. But I needed the job. And and we had this sort of timeline on how long this is going to be and when I can... Um, and I definitely pouted for that year. Like oh, for sure. I, um, so, but that was very like, that held me back a lot because how, you know, how are you yes. supposed to become that cheesy realtor yes. and get business if you can't really tell Anybody, tell the world, tell
0: the world, yeah. I felt the exact same way. I'm not kidding. I was like slinging deals in my like MBA classes at night. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my classmates who were right about that age where they were probably going to be buying, and I was like, I mean, you know, I can go show that to you, right? I mean, it felt like a drug deal. Like I was doing it on the side. They're like, wait, don't you work here, like at this place? And I'm like, I do. Don't worry about that. that. I've got you. but that's how I got like yeah. a lot of my first clients was just kind of this immediate circle of people that were surrounding me. And you and I've talked about this before, but I think I got clients because there was this removal of a barrier. like, a, I was in front of them. Mm-hmm. b we were friends. C, they were they didn't have. I mean, to them, it was kind of playing house. We were just like playing real estate as a game. Oh, let's go in some houses. Let's check it out. It's no big deal. And before you know it, you're signing on the dotted line and you've you've like, you have a title in your name, you know? So that is how I got my clients. But how did you get yours?
1: Well, my first year I was with a company that is no longer in business. I don't think, I think Coldwell Banker bought them out, but they were, it's called Zip Realty. Shocking that they aren't uh, big competitor anymore. Um they were really the one of the first companies to really like um develop the online like lead generation and like they were sort of like b- before Zillow. Okay. Honestly, I'm sure Zillow existed at that time, but this was so I was attracted to them because number one reason is that we knew somebody. Like kind of the reason I got into this, if we've mentioned it or not before, too was that we were my husband was flipping houses and using another realtor for that. So, of course, a lot of realtors are like, "Well, well I should just get my license, so that I get the three percent." I mean, right? like, what? Probably seventy-seven yes. percent of people go into this, like, "Well, I'm just going to save the three percent." Yes. And then here we are. And then here we are, <laughs> about to die. <laughs> um, yeah, the amount you spend on therapy and <laughs> other things. Um, you so just paid it. Paid just someone just, else to do it. Um, so he happened to be with this company. So I didn't even like look around, didn't shop around. And didn't what I interview. liked about them is that they were incredibly hands-off. You know, they did not care how many deals you did. There was no meetings. There was no training. So it did, in my mind, I thought, you know, this would be a good place for me to hang my license and, like, get my feet wet and still be able to do my full-time job. And then also, you know, the perk being this sort of, like, database of people. So, right. you know, I I my split wasn't as good as you probably would have if you didn't have this, but every day I at least could go in and complete strangers were in there saying, you know, I'm looking for a house in this area at this price point. And I had their phone number and email. So they were feeding you leads. They were feeding me leads. Yes. That's a long way for me to say that they were feeding (laughs) me leads. Yes. So I felt like I could, that's how I got them. So it wasn't this fear of influence. It wasn't these friends, families, church members, school parents. Well, I was pregnant, but, um, (laughs) So it was different because I didn't know these people. It was a very cold, um, what do you say, kind of intro. Totally. Like, whereas you kind of knew them. You I, were, did. You, you knew them. I did. knew I did. Yeah. My
0: first several clients, I, I knew we had gone to school together. I yeah. mean, we'd probably been friends for a while. And I, I find that so interesting how different.
1: So different. That
0: looked between you and I.
1: Yes. And I think even though it was hard, I learned a lot that I've carried on with me in terms of building trust and relationship and follow-up because those types of leads are harder to like truly capture. Like, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, You were
0: like thrown into sales 101. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was grabbing low hanging fruit. Yeah. Let's just be honest. And I, I didn't mention it, but I chose the brokerage I did because they were actually also doing it part-time, interestingly Mm. enough. So it was a husband and wife and they were starting up a brokerage and kind of creating this brand. And I was immediately drawn to it. And I thought that they would accept me because they were doing it part-time too. So whether or not that was good, right? Cause there we are all with these full-time jobs. And then we're like trying to do these side hustles. I do think it was the right move for me at that time. And I do think they supported me the best way that they could. We're going to talk a lot about here in a little bit about like maybe what we would do differently Mm -hmm. or like what's better now. But the only leads I was getting from my brokerage, and I'm just going to say it, it was, it was people they didn't want to work with. I'm just going to be honest with you. Maybe the distance was too far. The price point wasn't right. And again, I think when you are a part-time agent, you kind of have to make those decisions. And of course, like I they that that's exactly what they should have been doing, giving me the ones they didn't want. Yeah. Like I needed to learn, I needed to get my feet wet. Some of them worked out, some of them didn't. But um, like you said, I mean, I learned so much, which yeah. was all good. But yeah. I it's still wild to me like you and I living in completely different worlds, four years apart of of knocking it out in that first year.
1: Yeah. And so I'm like you talked a little bit about location. You know, I was sort of all over the place because these leads would come in and they are set to somewhat of parameter, you know, like they are, you know, you weren't, to, you weren't going to, Oklahoma. I wasn't going to, Oklahoma. um, <laughs> but I was, and that was so, I don't know. It was interesting. Cause you don't know when they're going to come in and what yeah. they're going to be. Like, yeah. whereas you kind of maybe fostered these relationships and kind of started like, Hey, you think, you know, exactly. the natural way I would just be <laughs> sitting there like at my full-time job and I get ding, you know, like on my Blackberry, um, so. But how Okay, but how stressful is that? Because again, I
0: did the full-time Very job stressful. and the realtor thing at the same time. And it is like you are kind of on pins and needles Yes, when you don't have a lead. Even though we have this safety net, we have this full-time job. When you don't have a lead, I felt in panic, even though we, I had a paycheck. Did yeah. you
1: feel that way too? I did. And I also... Was very conflicted because you know they talk so much about these internet leads and you have to answer the phone. Oh my god! You, and if you don't, you have to call them back within two minutes. There's all this like science and all this stuff they, they you know tell us. And if I was like literally in a meeting, literally in a meeting, and I'm stressing because like you know I see my phone like John yep. Smith wants to see a house. Yep, exactly. Today at two. Yes. And I was thinking, like, if you were just a realtor, Uh like, that would be your dream because you're probably just sitting at your desk waiting...
0: (laughs) <laughs> I, you're dressed and ready to go. You 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 rush out the door. Yeah, so the that PTSD hard. you're giving me yeah, right now, I as know. I'm kind of taking myself back to 2015 of so desperately wanting to remain professional in both areas. Yes, and, it's very hard. Oh Almost my God. Impossible. I kind of want a psychologist to come in and like tell us what our brains were going mm-hmm. through at that time. And also like what's wrong with us because why would anyone choose to do what we did? But it really is the the biggest push pull internally of being like, again, it's because we're intrinsically motivated and we're kind of competitive, yeah. but I have to answer that call. Oh my God, I have to act like a total normal person in this meeting right now. So yeah. I could not understand and agree with you more completely. So I I, I want to hear a little bit more about the types of houses that you showed because like you said, for me, it was actually... It was like the neighborhoods I was living in, Heather. Like I was... So nice, pretty nice houses. just nice, cute little
1: house. People that were excited about buying a house from another person that took care of their house. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Tell me more.
0: Could it be? Could it be that sweet and simple? Um, It was. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure I am, you know, forgetting or maybe blacked out some of the ones that I don't want to remember. But I would argue definitely in that first year, possibly in the first couple of years, it's exactly what you're thinking it is. It's, it's the new first time home buyer. It's the cute little houses and all the cute little neighborhoods. I, that's it. You're right. I mean, I, I'm, I was very spoiled because after I heard what you went through, it was,
1: well, have you seen that SNL skit, and Ryan Gosling's in one, and there's three people that have, they have all seen a UFO and had an alien encounter, have you seen it? No, oh, I haven't. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see, and Kate, they, there's two people, and they t- they're they like, oh, it was a magical experience, that, you know, it, and then they get to Kate McKinnon, and she's like, she's dressed crazy, she's smoking, and she <laughs> says, okay, my my experience was different, and it's hilarious, anyway. You have to go see that. that you have to is, go watch that. Th- that's us, us is right fun now. News. So, and that's, I mean, I, um, <laughs> in 2011, just to kind of set the scene for that too, we still are kind of off the 20, 2008 thing and lending is really, really hard. Um, it was also Adele's year. She had the number one song with <laughs> "Rolling in the deep. And then also the popular movie was, um, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows part two. (laughs) And I remember that also because my husband went to the premiere at midnight with his sister and they dressed up. (laughs) I can say that because I know he doesn't listen. I was just going to say he doesn't listen. So, so that's going on in my life too. I'm (laughs) pregnant, moving, working two jobs. And here's my husband going to Harry Potter dressed up at midnight. It was, it was tough. And I think the first time we recorded this, I went real down deep and dark. So I'll keep it a little more light. But it was a very hard market to be in because um, my average price point was probably 125000 And I'm showing mostly foreclosures and HUD homes. I mean. So the process is completely... Completely different than what yes. you learned in real estate school. Absolutely. You know, I passed my test. I learned that this is what an option period, this is what, it is completely different. You're not dealing with a human seller. You're dealing with a bank. And
0: everybody, when you are going through these classes, like the scenarios you encountered in your first year would probably be what our classes would teach us are going to be like an uh, anomaly or a rarity. It's like, it well, you everything might come across this. And there you were fully in the trenches. My
1: first deal I did um, took six months to close. Insane. From the time we contracted to the time we closed. Hence why you had to keep the full-time job. Yes. 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 Exactly. Um, I think I made... Tw- Negative $12 on it when I took into account $1 um, because she was buying a short sale. So that's, I was doing short sales, foreclosure, HUD homes, short sale. I think I mentioned before is basically when the seller is trying to sell it for less than what they owe. Oh. And so you are dealing with the bank and and saying, please bank, accept this offer, even though it's less than what they owe. And
0: there's no cute letters being written
1: to the no. seller. There's like nothing about like, we're going to raise it's our children It's a bad here. situation. The exactly. sellers don't want to move. They yep. have to. Yep. The buyers can only, uh, you know, this is their price point. I want this house. You know, it's just, um, and so the the foreclosures were in bad locations. They were in bad condition. There was no repair negotiations happening. There was, um, you know, homes were sitting and sitting and sitting. Like I have some pretty bad, I mean, like I was showing in this investor, I showed a lot of investors okay. too because yeah. it's not families looking for no. their first home. No, no. It was investors. Yes. And that's when people buy. When the 2008, 2011, 12, that's when investors were like sharks, you yeah. know, buying everything up cheap. Um, and so I think that's helped me now in having that investment type mentality that we do. Because I Absolutely. learned a lot. I'm like, what is a return rate? What's a cap rate? You know, all Yes, yes. Um, like one time I was showing a house in not the best area and I found a baby. Oh my God. And I know that... <laughs> That's, I'm laughing. It's not funny at all.
0: But, but to say it out loud. To say it out loud. It's, a, like, it's shocking. That
1: was just, that they didn't teach you in right. real estate school. No, like, that was not in the truck. When you're showing a house, this is how you use the Supra. This is how you should turn the lights on. It, like, oh, also, if you find a baby walking down the street, <laughs> this is what you do. We were showing a house and that we were driving up to the house. And of course, this is before, like, I didn't have maps on my phone. I, right. had, I had the printout and so i'm paying attention where's the house and there is she's probably 18 months old and just in a diaper walking down the street i mean little like oh
0: my god heather
1: no adult around at all so i go over and i'm just trying to you know i don't know and i i call the police oh my word and by the time i call the police somebody next door opens their door and i mean beer bottle in hand and get your but back in here. No. And, so I'm just sweet, naive. Like, yes. yes. I didn't have kids yet. Or I can't remember if I'd had Ella yet or if I was pregnant. Like, But still, you know the mindset that I'm in. Like, oh. how in the world would anyone let their child outside of the house? And I had to learn, like, a nasty realization of of life. Yes, for and, sure. Uh, so needless to say, we went and looked at the house next door. Oh,
0: Heather. Like, oh, and my, my mind God. was,
1: like, shook. And then one time, um, I was showing this house. In a really, really bad part to an investor. Their home was priced at thirty two thousand oh dollars. My God. And I just left him. I got scared. Like so basically what I would do usually in those homes is I would open the door or and sit in my car with the yeah. doors locked. Yes. And I know my mom's not listening, but if she did, right. she would already she, she would be like driving here to um <laughs> rip you out of become being a realtor. Yes. <laughs> and I had mace and a stone like a like a taser. Oh, yeah, taser, yeah. yeah. But I was sitting in my car and I, this other guy just started walking towards me and trying to talk to me. And I was like, nope. Like started my car and left. Like never saw the buyer again. Never talked to him again. Like, can you imagine? No, this is as all, a realtor. If you I can't, were, like, if you were a buyer looking at a house and like, all of a sudden you're like, where'd my realtor go?
0: Well, clearly Gone. that person was not there for the right reasons. Yeah. Like this is terrifying. I'm literally sitting here thinking if you and I were talking to a stranger and we did not tell them what profession we were in. And all we did was describe our first year like that's it just yeah. and you were saying things like well I found a baby um and I had to do x y and z and I'm over here like four bedrooms two baths 2700 square feet in a desirable neighborhood of Crestwood like yeah. that the we we were not even in the same no, we were not, and that's why
1: I'm glad we're redoing this because yes. I don't think you we realized no we didn't um one time the ac the entire condensing unit outside was stolen I cannot The day of closing. This is outrageous.
0: You heard me talk to Krista about how like for the first time in eight years last year, I had to call her to figure out basically how to get a house sell ready that really wasn't in the condition that I needed it. And I mean, does that even paint the picture of how different some of our years have been, yes. and again, I have, I have had some others, right? We, we yes, we've gone to the kind of shady, you know, yeah. s- scary houses, right? I've got an investor that does want to go look at so on and so forth. Again, I fell through a house for crying out loud, yeah. but overall, no, overall, right. you and I started in totally different industries. I would argue, yeah, doing totally different jobs, totally different jobs, wild. It's
1: wild. I know. It's, it's like I, I, I look back and I'm. <laughs> I think I'm just so glad I'm not in that anymore. Well, but in the time I was do it's all like I don't know. I, know. I didn't I didn't know what I didn't know basically. And I my mentors, my people helping me were my husband and my mother-in-law, and bless their hearts, they're great, but all they have the investor mindset. Exactly. They didn't go they didn't have the pretty like uh picture of what real estate is like, like you had. They were just like it was it was different. I didn't have anybody that was like actually doing well, residential and normal real estate. Huh? I was
0: hopped up on three years of HGTV at this point. Yes. Like
1: you were literally no. getting into it when that was
0: probably just breaking yes. through yes. to showcase what this could be. I would argue yes. if we brought back Matt or if we brought back some of the people that I would argue are veterans in this industry, their stories are going to look so mm-hmm. much more similar to yours. Whereas we could grab a few agents that probably joined anywhere between 2015, 2020, and it's going to look more like mine.
1: Oh, yeah. The people that did real estate in 2020 and 2021 as their first years, oh, I'm like,
0: we got to get some We've got to get honey. them. On. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, first of all, the pandemic. Yeah. Secondly, this just insanity roller coaster. I mean, it's nothing, comp- you can't even compare it to anything. Yeah. We'll get somebody on that that was their first year and just kind of see like, hey, how's it going? Um, I do want to ask you, given how different our, our track records <laughs> have been, if you will, I, I think you, one could clearly point out with my like longevity, if you will, in this industry, like why I've stayed in it. And we've often talked about competitive nature and you know, we just, we love what we do and so on and so forth. But I have to ask you,
1: how did you stay in it? Truly, I know. I don't know. I I don't know. I think it was a combination of I was I really was unhappy with my job, right? And not that it was bad. I was just I'd been there six years doing the same exact thing, and I knew there was nowhere for me to go up. Like, exactly. And I was burnt out. I was a little bit um, envious that Dusty worked for himself, right? And I pouted about that. Yeah. And I was having, you know. Almost. my first child too. Oh, and yeah, I yeah, didn't, yeah. I don't want to be at a desk, you know? <laughs> um, and then also I think that you, even though our years were so different, I bet you're the same in, in a lot of ways of me like me and that like, I would have been too embarrassing for me to be yes, like, I can't give up. I can't give up. Like one year in, like it was too, it was too hard. I couldn't agree with you more. Which because I don't know. Maybe I should have. Maybe no, I should have been like, this is hard. This is bad. I can't do this. But Why am I doing
0: this? But you're right.
1: I don't know. There
0: is something about maybe it being full commission, maybe it being sales, maybe other people saying, you know, that's hard, right? No. That you're right. Like, I no, I couldn't give up. Yeah. I was like I I will have I'm not going
1: to fail. And then I think too, which you might agree, and this is still the case today, is that you have a string you'll just have a really bad deal, a bad week, a bad month, one that falls out and then you just get this little Like sparkle of the most amazing client or deal. A little unicorn. Or, hey. With rainbow wings. I want this house. I'm paying cash. I don't need to see it. I need to close in six days.
0: Oh, and by the way, it's across the street from your house. Yes.
1: yes. So then you get sucked back into, this is
0: great. It's an abusive relationship. It's an
1: abusive relationship. 100%. So I'm sure within that first year of hell, I had a couple of little like- Glimmers of hope. Yeah. You're, you, you would have had to, Heather. Well, and also like to just paint different pictures of even what it's like now. Every, I think I closed, I don't know, two or three or four. I don't I think it was like two or three- Maybe four. I don't know. My first year,
0: which is good. Girl. I guess oh, I don't that's know good.
1: that year. And the years after that, i probably the year after that, every deal we had to extend closing like two, three, four times. Oh so my God. It wasn't a 30 day close. It was 60, <sighs> 90 day close. It was because p- financing was, uh, people were like, I don't know. I'm glad that the the blending world has kind of, yes. you know, buttoned up a little bit, right. but there was, for some reason, and maybe it was a coincidence, but all of the clients I worked with, and it was not their fault. Like I yeah. would say it's one person did do something wrong. <laughs> one person,
0: it was their fault. One
1: person, it was their fault, <laughs> but they didn't know. Right? right. Like, and so like, I don't know why, but they would do their, they would do a very loosey goosey application and just tell them, Oh yeah, I work here. For this long, this is what I make. They called it like stated income qualification or something like that. They didn't really check into oh a lot God. of things. Yeah. And so then we would get to the point of closing and oh. they would rerun credit, they would do verification of employment, and these things would just pop up all the time. Like, oh, student debt, student loan debt, um, oh so child support you haven't paid in three years. All this stuff. So this day, I don't understand. Like, why didn't yes, we figure all this, out? this out? now they do. Now it's like you have, and if you've bought a house recently, you know it feels like you are exposing your entire, you're
0: literally naked, standing on the freeway. Which I'm, you know, on the Hewland Bridge.
1: So now, by the time we get to closing, now you pretty, unless you buy some car or lose your job, it's you're gonna pretty close. much going
0: to close. You were living. I mean, if anyone obviously remembers just the financial crisis of two thousand eight you were living and and if anyone has seen the movie The Big Short, you were literally working and living in a post Big Short world. And when I came along, it was even tight it was even tighter in a good way.
1: Yeah. So yes. again, that financing I think in 2014 piece 2014 is when they had that dot blah, 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 blah.
0: are we really going to try to do a history lesson on here that I nope. don't have notes for? <laughs> okay.
1: Um <laughs> they did some changes in 2014. <laughs> that's, that right. Jesus, that's right. That's right. And it's so funny because in t- before twenty fourteen, and a lot of some of the things they did were to help buyers understand the process. But like now, you you're supposed to get your final closing numbers, closing disclosure, three at days? least three days. Three days before that did not exist my first year. This is insane. So. And I'm not joking. Every closing day was chaos. Nobody knew their numbers. Just heads on fire. Chickens running around. You, We had a closing date at 10. It's 8 a.m. The buyers have no idea how much money to bring to closing. Oh, you're kidding. I did so many uh, first-time homebuyer bond programs that most people would get money back at closing, which was exciting, but they still didn't know, like, what How that much? cashier's
0: check should look like.
1: Right. Yeah, and it was chaos. The lender and title are sending you numbers back and forth and you are you would be sitting in the title company and you still don't have everything you need. So now I think it's hard for me When like it's the day of closing, for example, or the day before closing, and if a title person tells me like, "Well, we have to get it by two o'clock today to make sure we have enough time," I'm like, "Uh uh."
0: (laughs) You're like, "I know, homegirl. I have seen this done. You
1: can do it in thirty minutes (laughs) to the minute. (laughs) I have to be careful with myself." Um. So even little changes like that that are interesting that you probably didn't have. As much of that as I did, not at
0: all, Heather, not at all. <laughs> Greatly impacted. What you've just described too is absolutely blowing my mind that you stayed in this because I, know, I don't know. What. It wasn't even that it was so hard. It was. It was so hard. It was dangerous at times. Your paychecks were so inconsistent and pushed out so far that I don't even know how you could have looked at this industry and been like, "Yeah, this." Sounds I don't know either. Feasible.
1: I don't know. I don't know how I did it. Or I'm, why I stayed in it? To be honest,
0: I mean, I do think you were right. The reason we have both stayed in it is the minute that phone rings, it, you may have, you might as well have won the lottery. Oh yeah, you literally can't believe it. Mm-mm. Eight years in, more for you. I'm like,
1: I'm still like, if I'll be driving on the road and if somebody calls, yes, like, and I'm like, oh
0: my god, I run down the stairs. And tell I tell Taylor, I'm like, hey, yes. guess who
1: called? Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's like, great, babe, you're doing your job. So just
1: so everybody knows how much how happy we are yes. when you tell people about oh us and when we get that referral or that
0: we are still popping bottles over here. Yes. Like we could not be more ecstatic and we're super excited to talk to somebody and find out what their yes. needs are. Yes. So I have to say, you have also shared like in a couple different stories with me, but like about what that first year looked like for you from a logistical standpoint also. And my next question, and I want you to answer, and then I will follow up is would you do anything differently? looking back?
1: Yeah. and I think that's a hard question to answer because you don't, again, like I did the best that we could do in our time, in the time we were in. And I say we, cause Dusty was very much involved, you know, like he helped a ton when I was working my job. Like, I mean, once I, if I ever quit real estate, I'm going <laughs> to actually tell you my first year in real estate, but I don't think I, for legal reasons, can't, I want he the book helped rights. a lot. I mean, he yeah. helped so much. But there was one thing I know I could have done differently and it would have made my life so much easier. And that was just like logistically how to run my business, like even technology speaking, like there is something called DocuSign Yes, where you can send a document to somebody, they pull it up and they can do it on your phone now. You can. You can electronically sign it. I didn't know how much that cost. Okay. In my mind, I made up a number of like $8,000 a month. It was fifteen. So you had free trials. And I went through like 36 email addresses doing as many free trials as I could. And when that would run out, I would have to go to Office Depot. I would print out 42 pages of a contract. I would meet a client at McDonald's, for example. Have them sign it. Go back to Office Depot, scan it in, send it over, and then, oh no, you missed Uh, an initial on page nine.
0: Back to square one.
1: Right. So I just didn't have anybody, had I been in an office situation or had people that I like within my brokerage could actually talk to, somebody probably would have been like, honey. Yes. Get documents on. Yes or even like the Supra I had yeah. was this very old school Supra that you had to charge and you had to update you had an update code and I think in 2011 there was a different uh, some other way you could do that but you mine you had to literally plug into the wall oh god and like clockwork, I would get to a house <gasps> and I hadn't updated it. Oh my so God. then I had to call the 1-800 number and oh, I can hear the man's voice for an update. I mean, I can, I can hear his voice he now. You your dreams. I talked to him more than anybody else that first year. Um, I felt like I was just flying by the seat of my pants in terms of organization right. and like you know, and like that you you didn't know you had access potentially yeah. to technology that would have made your life easier. Would have made it easier, much easier.
0: And that makes sense. And like you said, you were you were just doing the best you could. I mean, yeah,
1: maybe I could have looked into things a little better, but <laughs> you had a full time job, and I think that's the thing. I was very kind of like conscious about not spending a lot of money on yes. this. But at the end of the day, now that we've done it so long, it's like you do have to spend money to make money in this business. Or at least to have a little sanity.
0: Remember, we have to actually just pay to even continue to mm-hmm, do our job. Mm-hmm. Unlike many nine to fives, right. we're still forking it over to even, even again, It's our, do our it, we're stamping our ticket to this circus every single quarter and every single year. I think for me, I look back and it's like, it's like you're saying I was doing the best I could. I was working full time. I was going to school. I was trying to start this side hustle because I felt like it was, I had to, like I, you know, it sounds so dramatic and like, you know, I was called (laughs) called to it, but I did. I felt like if I don't do this, I like, I've got nothing. I have to do this. It, 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 just feels like the right avenue for me. But I think what, I, I think I agree with you. I, I think I did the best I could. I think the brokerage I was with did the best they could. Mm-hmm. I think that everything was a learning opportunity. The way I actually look at it is, I actually look at the years that came after that first year, I was clearly trying to find myself as a real estate agent like who was i was i the aggressive one was i the kind one was i a pushover was i i don't know you know yeah. there's there's literal archetypes within our industry of i think people will get into these realms of they have to be this shark or they mm-hmm. have to be, you know, flashy or whatever it is and i i truly can see an evolution of myself if you will it wasn't even necessarily the first year the first year i actually think i was myself it was like the second year i was probably too aggressive and the third year maybe i threw too much money away right mm-hmm. like I, I threw money at yeah. too many problems and i think that for me it's taken this time to kind of get to this point eight years in, which we are still learning, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) We have established that, that every single year, every single deal, you're still learning something new and you're still shocked that something's coming up. But I think it took me to this point to realize my like tactics now of how I feel like I operate best are actually maybe the opposite of year two and three like I actually now err on the side as no one's gonna believe this because I have a podcast where all I do is talk but I say less Mm -hmm. when I'm in negotiations Mm -hmm. I let them talk um I don't get wrapped up in the drama like I when I was listening back to Krista's episode where she basically said you know you can relay the message without the the chaos or she said um oh gosh that's I haven't gonna,
1: gotten to that part <laughs> Oh gosh
0: well, I'm, I I want I said I want a needle pointed on a pillow yeah. but um basically without bringing the fact that your hair's on fire you know yeah. that is a huge part of my strategy now oh, so yes. you yes. know I feel like that kind of thing is is the biggest thing of maybe what I would quote unquote do differently. Yes. Maybe I just wouldn't be so emotional, but how can you not? How can you not? How I know, can you not? But
1: I agree with that 100%. I think I, yeah. We're
0: all learning. We're still so <laughs> learning. learning. So, okay. So lastly, what would you tell an agent if we have an agent that's listening right now that's in their first year, knowing what you know, having realized that we all know that you now need to go to therapy for your first year or a couple of years in real mm-hmm. estate, mm-hmm. What would what advice would you give them?
1: Um I would say find somebody find a, a brokerage that will support you in terms of how and that can be different for Yeah. I found technically I found a brokerage that supported me that gave me leads. That was what was most important to me at that time. At that time. Um but looking back, I don't think that's the most important thing. But find a, a great supportive brokerage, but also more importantly, somebody that's been in the business exactly that is willing to kind of take you under their wing and help you, or somebody that you can text or say, "Hey, uh, I forgot." I mean, on the option period, is it three days? T- I didn't. Ha- I didn't have that. Yeah, I didn't even have a brokerage that would answer his phone call i mean like i had to email him and he might email me back within two business days you know oh,
0: lord the deal's already been killed yeah, the deal's been done.
1: so and and be be bold and in, in in asking that don't yeah. be shy say hey i'm gonna get into this i really respect what you do um would you mind you know if i tagged along to some of your open houses yes. would would you mind if i you know I have a good friend in Austin who got her license and I kind of for a little bit was that person for her. Yeah. Um, And, you know, yes, it's a commitment. You know, if if another agent was to ask you that, (laughs) you're, you know, you're probably like, and I'm the worst. I mean, if I'm, I am a big yes, 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 yes. And yes. then I, um, so, you know, I, but just having somebody that you can lean on and you don't feel like it's all you. Well, because it's like learning a language. You yeah.
0: literally cannot do it unless you are practicing it. Those yes. books are great. Scenarios are great. Case studies, whatever. None, None of, of it, it. will no. apply to what you are actually doing. I, I wrote down the same things. Obviously learning. Mm-hmm. Don't underestimate the learning, basically. Like, yes, you got to get through your tests and, you know, you're going to, obviously you've already done that. But do not underestimate that uh, that two veterans, I'm going to call us veterans, yeah. are sitting here dec- a decade in going, every single deal is going to be different. Do not ever ever assume that you already know everything Yes, because you will be handed, (laughs) you will literally be on your butt so quickly. Mm -hmm. So I would say learn, Mm -hmm. obviously shadow, find that mentor because the only way you're going to even remotely understand how to handle the next situation is how you just watch somebody who's very good at their job handle it now. I've talked to you about this before. We have a Facebook group for our league community Mm -hmm. where I watch other agents, Share scenarios that I've never seen in my life. Yeah. And although I I often don't have anything to contribute, watching what they ask and watching how other people respond, like, oh, I had this happen to me. Here's how I had to handle it's amazing. it. Amazing. Unbelievable. Okay. I feel like I've been so much better equipped to handle other random things that might come my way yeah. because I read scenarios.
1: It's all about experiences. It's insane. You can do all the trainings, you can do all the reading, like you said, but. It's that real life experience with each transaction, deal yes. that, yeah. We had, a, we had another agent one
0: time that was literally doing their final walkthrough, which again, at that point, we all hope is hunky-dory and we all hope the walls aren't painted black like we always say. Yeah. But he shared that like giant photos or posters had been removed from the wall and left like gaping holes. Again, now, even without having read that, I probably would know how to handle it. But at the time, I remember reading that scenario being like, oh my God, what would I do 24 hours from closing and watching all the agents kind of come in yeah. and have these excellent responses of how to literally legally handle it. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is gold. Oh, I know. It is a jackpot of information. So the more you can, the more you know. The more you know. (laughs) The better off you're going to be. Yeah. I would argue that is a much more successful episode
1: (laughs) than we did with our first recording. I hope you deleted that one because... It was awful. This one was a little more organized and a little more helpful,
0: I think, to those people listening. The first one was a therapy session. It was a
1: therapy session. We had to
0: get it. That was we we dug deep. We did, and we had to get all that PTSD out. I know. And now here we are. We're on the other side of it, and 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 we're one day
1: when I'll write a true true story of my first year.
0: I'm gonna publish it. I want some type of rights to that. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you for like sharing all of that. Again, I actually think so many people are gonna be surprised to know how you started out because of where you are now and the fun that you have with this job now and just to see the difference is truly truly shocking yes so I'm proud of you
1: now when someone's like hey do you any foreclosures you can send me I'm like no (laughs) absolutely not which to be honest there's I haven't seen a foreclosure not
0: since 2011 I would argue yeah maybe 12 thank god I know. Right. Let's get off and let's get off a better feet. We need more four bedrooms, three baths, 3000 square feet mm-hmm. in gated neighborhoods.
1: Okay. And close in 30 days. That's right.
0: <laughs> That's all I need. Um, okay. Well, awesome. Thank you yes. for this again, picking up our, the rest of our series next week, which is the follow following and finding your niche mm-hmm. basically in real estate. But hopefully we gave people a little bit of background about a, who we are, B, how far we come, And how far we've come and see um, that we're still crazy Yeah, for being in this. And that we can't
1: answer the question as to why Why? I'm still doing this. (laughs) Maybe I'll find that.
0: We'll go find that out and we'll We'll come back. We'll find that out, yeah. Okay, awesome. I'll see you next week, All right, bye. Bye. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment.
1: So real.
0: What else do we need? Closure!